Hello, this is Joseph Carlson, and this is episode 53 of Gaming with Grief, and I'm calling this episode Cosmic Whatever. Uh, It'll be a slight departure from what I usually talk about, but I gotta talk about it. But first, let me get to the nuts and bolts of the show. If you want, uh, this episode will hit my website uh, on Monday mornings at 7 a.m. at www.gamingwithgrief.com. Go there, leave me a comment below the video, or below, not video, below the uh, audio. Let me know what you think of the show. You can go to iTunes, you can like and subscribe to my show. Let me know what it is proved. It is just a Gaming with Grief podcast. Uh, my name, Joseph Carlson, is there. It's got a black background. Uh, find it there. Or you can drop me a line at gwgpodfellows at gmail.com. Uh, drop me a line. Let me know what you think of the show. Again, this will hit Monday at 7 a.m. It'll hit probably iTunes Sunday evening. Uh, it's a three-day weekend here in the United States. I'm recording this on Sunday night, a little bit later than I normally do. Uh, I just finished up the main story of that Dragon Age pen and paper campaign uh, that we did with everybody. We did it remotely with Roll20, which worked out really well. Uh, I talked to the group about maybe having them on. There's an epilogue story that they will be split up for, that they will all do various things in an epilogue. Uh, and then maybe after that, um, I'll see if they want to somehow do it online. Maybe I'll interview them, but I want to get their take on what they thought of the whole story. It took us a little over a year to finish it. So it was kind of nice to kind of get it under wraps. Yes, there's an epilogue, but I'm very excited about where uh things go from here and uh you know what they want to do next how the epilogue's gonna go stuff like that so um hopefully when all the quarantine stuff ends uh, i'll be able to interview them and they'll let me think uh, let me know what they think i'll probably do it individually there was only three characters three other player characters in the campaign so my character made four so it's like a good group for me um so yeah it was all good uh i think everybody had a good time uh, you know, there's a couple of hiccups here and there, but I think generally people had a good time. And like I said, hopefully in the coming weeks, uh, I'll have interviews with them on the group. Uh, and so they can give me their individual thoughts of what they thought of the campaign. I said thought a lot there anyway. But my main crux of the podcast today is going to be a little bit of a departure from what I normally talk about. It's not going to be game related a little bit, but not much. Uh, I've been reading and watching a lot of cosmic horror Uh, If you don't know what cosmic horror is, uh, it's weird, first off. It's the idea that it is uh, like a horror movie people are aware of, like Jason or Freddy or, you know, some kind of murderous, uh, you know, counselor or murderous parent. Uh, In a lot of horror movies, there's the stalker thing of, you know, I'm stalking these people and killing them for something they did. Revenge film. Cosmic horror is more of kind of horror outside of your control of the other. Uh, I'm sure you could look up a a dictionary definition of what it is. I don't want to do that. I think that's kind of boring when people are like, hey, cosmic horror in the dictionary is described as. But a lot of people say that uh, H.P. Lovecraft is the um, godfather of um, cosmic horror. Uh, He's a really early kind of American writer, kind of in the late 1800s, early uh 1900s um and he wrote several short stories he only wrote for i think about six years from what i can see the records but he had i want to say stomach cancer and he passed away fairly young i think he was in his mid 40s and he wrote uh horror um kind of later uh, unfortunately he was very racist 
so that makes it kind of hard to read some of his stories because uh, that does come out in some of the stories. Uh, and I heard some of the later ones that I haven't got to. I got a collection of it. Apparently, they get a little more difficult to read because he was pretty racist. And uh, But long story short, uh, he basically, I don't know if he created, but he definitely, they considered him the, the, the godfather, the grandfather of cosmic horror because his idea was in horror, there's things that cannot be described. Uh, mostly when you look up at the stars and you see the innumerable amount of stars in the sky, uh, it is unfathomable or uncountable how many stars are in the sky. And that was kind of where his horror came from, being able to look into an abyss or a pit or up at the stars, or you'd see something that was so horrific it was beyond definition and would kind of break your sanity because it's something that you your mind couldn't, uh, couldn't deal with. And I've been reading a lot of his short stories, which... This is just a collection, uh, but w- the ones I've read are very rudimentary. Obviously, for and probably in you know 1900, they were revolutionary. But a lot of it is people, characters yelling at other characters, telling them to not look. That it's beyond uh, the imagination. What they're seeing is horrific, and the story kind of ending. There's early descriptions of like a proto um, kind of god. He H.P. Uh, Lovecraft is the one that came up with. Uh, Cthulhu, which is like kind of a modern classic. It is a big squid creature that he describes in great detail in the book that is actually in the collection I have, but I haven't got to it yet. I'm going in order. Um, long story short, uh, what I have seen Cosmic Horror described is it's horror kind of beyond your imagination. Uh, the, the horror of other, not of a stalker or something that you can easily kill or shoot or destroy. It's something that's beyond you that may be invincible or godlike or bestow upon you some kind of arcane understanding that will make you insane which is pretty amazing uh as a storyteller you can imagine that opens you up to quite a bit of um like open license and creativity because if it's beyond description how do you describe it um but i've been reading hp lovecraft i watched this weekend i just watched in the mouth of madness which is a 1994 movie i believe by john carpenter he directed the thing uh, he directed christine uh the stephen king adaption uh basically uh, there's three films in the john carpenter's uh i think it's called the apocalypse trilogy the thing is one of them the other one is in the mouth of madness which i watched and the other one is prince of darkness which i will probably watch tomorrow i rented them for like 2.99 or 3.99 on um, amazon prime uh, i heard really good things about in the mouth of madness so uh, i rented that first we watched it my wife and i it was very good it was very uh, cosmic horror inspired basically a writer is being inspired by the old ones the old gods to write uh, fiction that is actually affecting the real world which is a pretty amazing idea. I'm not going to say anything other than that to ruin the movie, but it definitely had a cosmic element to it of the other or otherworldly, um, these old gods that were like influencing the real world. I think the effects are pretty top notch. The creature design is pretty good. Really liked the story. Really liked uh, the movie. Really enjoyed it. I could see why people uh, recommended it. Out of I saw on Amazon Prime, it had. 530 um, reviews and it had it was at four and a half stars so I think it's pretty good uh, barometer Um, I didn't read the reviews I just rented it on the app on my TV so I couldn't read the reviews I just saw the star rating which is pretty good long story short if you like cosmic horror or you're interested in cosmic horror check out in the mouth of madness again it's from John Carpenter I think it came out in 1994 1995 Uh, if I was a real podcaster I would have done my research but um, yeah anyway uh, check it out 
it does do a lot of the themes of uh, Cosmic Horror pretty well, I think. Uh, the other movie I actually just watched today, again, I guess it was a big movie day. I went for a hike with my wife in the morning and some family. Don't worry, we socially distanced. We wore masks. We were away from each other. Uh, but we went on a hike, and then I came home and watched movies because that's what I do. I'm, a, I'm an introvert. But uh, I watched Annihilation by Alex Garland. He wrote and directed it. I think it came out in 2017. Natalie Portman's in it. Oscar Isaac's in it. Uh, the idea of Annihilation is there has been a meteor that has struck down on the Florida coast, and it has started to grow and change the coast into, like, enwrapped it in kind of a bubble of uh, around an area, and the bubble is growing. And uh, basically, uh, it's changing everything in that bubble. There's a group of scientists that go in there to, dis- to see what is uh, happening. Uh, Natalie Portman's husband uh, was in the military. She was also in the military, but she was retired. He was still in the mi- military in the beginning of the movie. He goes into the shimmer to see what happens. He comes back later, months later. She thinks he's been killed in action. He actually comes back. He's very ill. She doesn't know what's going on, finds out that he's gone on this uh, trip, uh, this uh, mission or expedition into the shimmer, and so she kind of follows his lead and goes in there to find out what's going on. <coughs> Excuse me. Um... I really liked it as a movie. I thought it was really good. I've heard some criticisms because apparently, again, if I was a real podcaster and did research, I've heard it was based on a series of books, uh, I think a trilogy. So taking you know those ideas and condensing them into one movie is probably um, not a bad idea, but I'm sure fans of the book were very upset that Alex Garland decided to take this sweeping epic and condense it into... You know, it's a one hour and 55 minute movie. Um, it's just like I felt with The Dark Tower. You know, I read all those or listened to them through audiobook. I read some of them, listened to them through audiobook. You know, that's like eight books. It's thousands of pages. And they condensed The Dark Tower into a 90 minute movie, which I think did a disservice. Um, so I understand if there's fans out there of Annihilation, if they think the movie is crap. Uh, but I did really enjoy it. And I think it's got this great kind of feeling of otherworldly kind of essence uh, at the core of Annihilation. Um, You know, this event that happened on the Florida coast is affecting everything around it, and people can't uh, come to grips with it. Um, And I think that's, I don't know, I don't know if that's a gripe, but I think it's one thing that holds, mm, I don't know if it holds those movies back, those movies back, but one thing... um, about cosmic horror that I am, uh, that I feel still find a little bit strange, is that a lot of cosmic horror comes down to people obviously not believing what they're seeing. You know, the shimmering is a great example in the annihilation. It changes everything around it. It looks odd. You, they see odd flowers. They see odd creatures, and they're like, "What is that?" And here's the deal, guys. If you're a reasonable person that believes in anything you see with your eyes you physically see with your eyes, uh, if you see a bubble dome surrounding an area and it's changing wildlife around you and changing things around you, if someone says, what the hell is that? I think I would say, I don't know. But I don't think, you know, it, it just seems that, um, like I was talking to my wife, you know, the, the whole reason I did this podcast was to talk about grief and how I deal with it through games and board games, which I still want to do, and I talked about last week. But the idea is uh, through grief or any kind of trauma, I think your perspective widens a little bit. 
uh, there's an old joke about, you know, well, I can't even imagine that, you know, and, and someone's response is, well, I can imagine, or, you know, what could that even mean? And someone's response is, oh, I can imagine quite a bit. Basically, the punchline is I can imagine quite a bit. And I think that's very true, especially with cosmic horror. Uh, one thing I don't think I've seen addressed in cosmic horror is somebody that just believes in the possibility that these things could happen. You know, like I said, if you if there's any kind of trauma out there, if any of you are suffering from trauma, uh, I'm sorry. And I hope that, you know, get counseling, uh, take medication if you need it, talk to your friends and family. But I think because of those experiences that happen in your life, you get a new perspective or empathy for things around you. And I think uh, there is actually a character in the movie Annihilation that is introduced that she's experienced trauma. Um, several of them have. Uh, but I think they deal with it in kind of a stereotypical way, or I don't think they're given enough service to, you know, obviously there's one character that's a central focus part of the movie, but not that I think the movie's bad or anything, but I think every time they deal with trauma in movies or something terrible, that it is just, yes, this happened to me and it's terrible, but you don't get to spend time with that character and see what makes him tick. And especially in cosmic horror, when you're talking about things that are outside the realm of possibility, the fact that these things have happened to them, and that would make their realm of possibility wider. So like, um, you know, someone experienced grief, and uh, they've seen horrific things. Um, like I would say that I've seen some pretty terrible things with the death of my family and my child passing away. If you said, oh, yeah, there's this ancient creature that looks like a giant squid and he wants to take over people's mind, I would probably, I mean, I would be amazed, obviously, and I'm not an actor. But there was part of me that would be like, well, I guess that kind of makes sense. <laughs> I guess what I'm saying is um, to not bring up Bloodborne again because I love that game. Uh, the more and more I play it, I love it, not only the gameplay. I'm going to do a big thing about Bloodborne in the next couple weeks. Uh, truth be told, I wanted to get to beat it uh, this week to talk about it, but it's such a big game, I couldn't uh, cram it into the week. I, I worked a day job this week. Long story short, the idea of uh, Bloodborne, they have a mechanic called Insight. So the more bosses you see, the more uh, you can obtain Insight, uh, the world around you changes. You can see the changes in the world because your Insight is literally uh, increasing. So you see... Uh, eyeballs on things you don't see things blink at you creatures that look normal now look grotesque uh you see creatures on buildings that were no longer there like the world basically opens up to you and i think that's something in cosmic horror that they need to maybe explore and and i haven't read every uh, cosmic horror story but i'm a big uh, cosmic horror kick right now so i wrote i did the youtube rabbit hole where authors or uh, youtube pundits i should say recommend authors for you to read uh, and I wrote all the bunch of authors down, and I'm definitely going to widen out uh, trying to read a little bit more of horror and things like that. But it's something I'd really like to see, especially in cosmic horror, of somebody that is um, hurt or experienced trauma, and maybe they are going through counseling or therapy or drugs uh, to try to heal themselves or move on with their life. But the idea of something else that is so, quote-unquote, extraordinary that they can't deal with it. I would like to see that through the lens of those people that have experienced that because one, I think their insight again has been uh, expanded. And I also think that it would make an interesting kind of push and pull between maybe this ancient creature that is trying to affect you, but someone that says, you know, you're going to have to work a little bit harder. You know, to me, that would be an amazing kind of lens to look at, uh, you know, cosmic horror. Again, uh, if you can fathom quite a bit, Something that is unfathomable is not as dire or, um, you know, I don't know, 
what the word I'm looking for. It isn't as amazing if you've seen amazing things, you know? It's like everything else in life. Like, uh, <clears throat> without getting too graphic, you know, uh, well, I mean, just marriage, you know? Like, when you get married and you think, oh, what is this going to be like? And you get really nervous and you meet the person of your dreams and you think, Oh, what is the what is the ceremony going to be like? We have to plan so much. We have to get the florist. We have to get, you know, a venue. We have to get food. We have to worry about seating. We have to do this, and it's just such a big deal to plan something like that. Or going to college. Long story short, uh, you plan these things and build them up so much in your mind, and then you go through them, and they are not maybe as big like obviously weddings are important but you know uh, if any of you out there are married and just remember back to when uh, you're planning everything it was uh scary and you didn't know how this was going to work out how are we going to do this it's stressful oh we got to get the florist we got to make sure that my mom sits with your mom we got to make sure all this like everything we got to make sure everything happens correctly we got to be right uh and that's scary but then after you go through it you go Man, I mean, it was a great night. We partied. It was amazing. We got married or whatever, you know. We had dancing. We had food. We had family. It's good. But now when someone mentions a wedding to you, you picture your wedding in the mind going, yeah, that's crazy, you know. And uh, a friend of mine recently got married, and he was in the throes of like, oh, this is complex. It's stressful. Yeah, we don't know what we're going to do. But like now, he's just married, and it is it is what it is. So I kind of look at Cosmic Horror like that, like you know, there's an event in your life that you think is so unimaginable, you build it up in your mind, and then once it happens, it's just another event. So like cosmic horror, you know, if a deity comes to you and says, you know, this is unimaginable, I'm going to make you crazy with all this knowledge, it's like, yeah, are you really though? Because that doesn't, I mean, basically what I'm saying is they have more of a tolerance. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I was, I mean, I have a point to that. I didn't just ramble for... 18 minutes. I, th- I think my point is that uh, I would like to, I'm trying to read more Cosmic Horror. I definitely want to recommend uh, some more comic, uh, Cosmic Horror to you guys. Uh, I wrote down some authors next week. I will shout those out uh, because one of the books I'm going to purchase and I'm going to read tomorrow. And I think I'm going to finish it. Uh, there's a couple novels. Uh, and there's also some people that have obviously been inspired by Lovecraft. Uh, again, I said he's pretty racist. That comes out in some of his stories. Uh, so if you feel uncomfortable reading it because you're like, man, this guy's like really racist and I can't read this. There's been some authors that have come after him that say, yes, we understand that he was a prolific author, that he started this whole genre. But, um, you know, we are different. You know, they I guess there was a collection going around of people of uh, different races and backgrounds writing cosmic horror. And I definitely like to see uh, their take on what uh, what that is. So that's definitely something I'll look for next week. I'll try to get that collection um, I'm making a note right now, um, but I'll get that out and I'll get it next week. So yeah, again, this was like a weird episode. I talked a little bit more about cosmic horror, not really games, but I've just been thinking about it cause I've been watching movies and, uh, reading more about it and I'm really interested in it. So if you guys also, if you want to drop me a line and give me any recommendations, if any out there reading, uh, dropping me an email, do that. You can go to GW, uh, at gmail.com. Drop me a line. Let me think of the show. Uh, give me recommendations for cosmic horror. Uh, excuse me. Give me a recommendation for cosmic horror. Um, yes, I've already read some H.P. Lovecraft. Not all, but I'm reading some. Um, also, again, uh, this will hit my website at www.gamingwithgrief. 
uh, at uh, .com at Monday at 7 a.m. So go there, leave a comment below the video. Or you can find me on iTunes, the Gaming with Grief podcast with Joseph Carlson. It's got a black background with smoke on it. Look for that. Uh, subscribe, like, share, that kind of stuff. Let me know what you think of the show. Uh, also, I keep needing to remember to do this every episode, but you can find me at Just Little Joe at Twitter. If you want a shout out that you listen to the show, that would be great. Uh, again, that's Just Little Joe at Twitter. Uh, I don't have a handle dealing with the website uh, yet. I probably should do that. But I'm not verified, so I could probably ditch all that and become verified. Anyway, uh, have a good 3D weekend, everybody. Uh, be safe. Practice social distancing. Wear a mask. Uh, you know, But go for walks. Try to be healthy. Try to support your local business. Just be safe out there, but know that um, you know it's going to be okay. We'll get through it, guys. Anyway, uh, have a good week, and I'll see you guys next week. Bye. <laughs>